Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this, but for me, it is 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. Um, but anyways, nonetheless, welcome back to another episode of After Hours. As always, I'm going to start off with a little recap of my week and get into it from there. So, um... I'm not going to go in order, because I don't know the order, but um, I got a new deck of tarot cards. I cannot remember if I talked about that on last week's podcast. I can't remember, but we're going to talk about it again anyways. They, oh my god, I can't even explain how amazing this new deck is. It, I just feel so, so much more connected to it. I want, I'm like constantly wanting to do readings and um it's just I don't know I've had a deck for a while now and another deck and I just didn't feel like the urge to be doing readings I didn't feel connected to the deck it just wasn't that fun for me I got this new deck and now I'm doing readings non-stop I have a large a large and in charge book about tarot and astrology and how the two go hand in hand and I've just been doing readings and reading this book as I go along and it is teaching me so much. I feel like tarot is definitely one of the things that, I mean, you get a good understanding of it before you go into it, but then you just kind of have to jump in, balls to the wall, and go for it. Because, I mean, there's 78 cards in this deck, you're not going to learn how to see patterns and you're not going to learn the meanings behind these cards if you don't just go for it. So that's what I've been doing. I've been going for it. And I've learned a lot. I mean, I'm doing readings to other people now at this point. Uh, I put it on my Instagram. Just like, I'm not making people pay for it, obviously. Because this is just something fun for me. Um, And everyone that I've given one to, it seemed to resonate with pretty well. So, if you want a reading, hit me up. What I do is, I can do one of two ways. I can either um, just pull these cards for you and you get to choose um a crystal that you feel most drawn to and then that is the deck I'll read like I will sit a crystal on top of the deck but also I got a pendulum and pretty much what it is it's like a metal chain with a bead on the top of it and at the bottom of it there's a I don't know what shape this is like a cone I don't know it's not a cone like a prism, I have I don't know this shape, um, but it's a crystal, and mine is blue goldstone, and you pretty much just ask it yes or no questions, and if the answer is yes, it will go side to side, if the answer is no, it will go counterclockwise in a circle. I don't know if I explained that well, but you just hold it over your hand, but sometimes if I'm doing readings, I'll hold it over the deck and like say, does this deck have what whoever needs to hear? And it'll say yes or no, and I go accordingly to that. So that's been really fun. I was, like, at first kind of skeptical of it, so I was just asking it, like, questions like, is my name Allison? And it, I mean, got them all right. Every single one, it got right. So it's really, really interesting, and it just makes you wonder, like, wow, there's so much we just don't know about, and humans are so close-minded that we just limit ourselves to, like, 
what we have on this earth and I feel like that's like the dumbest thing we could do ever I mean we're a part of this entire universe and we're just gonna sit here and act like oh it's fine it's just us there's nothing else out there yeah okay that's boring boring um anyways so yeah if you want a reading literally just message me I would love to do that for you another thing that I did this week um I got some I think I talked about this in a previous episode I have a lot of dried rosemary from my garden but also my mom has recently got a she's been getting like fresh flower bouquets bouquets whatever and in them in the last one anyway came fresh eucalyptus so I dried that out and then I made rosemary and eucalyptus bundles and then I also just have three little jars of dried herb and she has lavender currently so that's going to be my next one but I'm just very excited I love I love doing stuff like that so that was like very therapeutic for me um what else oh yeah and then yesterday I went kayaking and wow I went I haven't been kayaking in forever so the first time I ever went kayaking um it was at a camp I used to go to my mom worked there and I would go to the day camp it was like an overnight camp or a day camp so I went to the day camp and we were taught how to kayak and canoe and all that there every time I go to record my cats come in my room and make noise anyways so yeah and then I went kayaking after that a few years ago had an awful time may have been because the person I was with, may have been because my anxiety was horrible at that time, may have been because a hundred other reasons, who knows, but then yesterday, um, I went with Chase and his parents, and we went to a beautiful place, we hiked there a lot, not so much right now, but we used to hike there a lot, anyways, and it was so fun, we just kayaked up a little bit, we had got out, sat on a rock, had some fun, um, and then we got back in and went back down. It, I think he said, how long did it take? I have no idea how long, how far we kayaked, and I have no idea how long it lasted. My guess is like two and a half, three hours. I can't remember or judge time at all, but it was very fun. All right, I just had to let my little kitten out of my room. I swear, my animals, my dog will be in my room sometimes. Speaking of my dog, it looks like she's crying. Lily, what is wrong? I don't know. I'll figure that out after this. Anyways, these animals will never come in my room. I mean, like, separately they will, but every time I podcast, they never fail to all be in here at the same time, making as much noise as possible. So, that's fine. I guess they wanted to do that. Um, and yeah, we were on the recap. Yes, so I've been manifesting. Oh my god, have I been manifesting. I just am really committed to, I guess, getting what I want right now. (laughs) And I have been getting up. There's a 369 method of manifesting, and I'm not going to try to explain it because I will mess it up. But if you're interested in manifesting, which I truthfully believe every single person should... Here comes the kitten again, opening my door. You hear that? 
sorry. Hey, stop doing that. Jeez, I need some WD-40 on my door. Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, right, the 369 method. Yeah, I don't really know much about it. Google it if you're into it. It's very good because those are very strong numbers. Very good for manifesting. Anyways, I've just been manifesting. I will say things out loud, do affirmations out loud in the morning to myself. Look yourself in the eyes, in the mirror. Tell yourself you're good enough. Like, if you have, I mean, you do have insecurities. Every single person has insecurities. Look at them. Say they're beautiful. Say, say like, start to love every part of yourself and especially the parts that you've hated for so long. Love. Because, like, you, no one is perfect. And Chase and I were talking about this yesterday. You cannot compare yourself to other people. You literally cannot. Because here's the thing. You're, you don't know anyone like you know yourself. So you are the hardest judge on yourself because you are with yourself every day. And all you do is pick apart yourself and try to give you reasons why you're not good enough. That's how our brains work sometimes, until you rewire them. But when you're comparing yourself to someone else, one, you are picking an insecurity you have or a strength you have and finding it in that person and getting mad about it. Also, you are comparing yourself to the perception you have of people in your, in your head. You're not comparing yourself to who that person actually is. You're comparing yourself to what you think that person is. And nine times out of ten, you don't know anything about them. Because think about it. If, think about how people th- make th- might think of you. I know people have a lot of opinions about me, but that's fine because they don't know me. You know? They don't know me. Think all you want about me. You don't know me. You're, you're getting all this twisted up in your head. You're making up a whole narrative about me in your head because you either like me or you don't. But that's not who I am. That's who you think I am. That's who you want me to be. You know? You know? Um, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. Oh, right. Manifesting. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, seriously, just don't compare yourself to other people and learn to love yourself because I mean, come on. Especially if it's about your body, if it's about something physical that you're insecure about, your teeth, your eyebrows, I don't know why you'd be insecure about your eyebrows, your hair, your nose, your legs, your arms, your belly, whatever it may be, stop. Just stop. Tell yourself it's beautiful. Your legs help you walk. They get you around. Your arms allow you to lift things. Your belly protects your organs. Your teeth allow you to eat. You know, there's like a purpose behind these things and it's not just to be looked at. Your body is the least interesting thing about you, first and foremost. That's the least interesting thing about you. It's literally a vessel carrying you from place to place. That would be like critiquing the absolute living hell out of your car and then acting like that determines your worth. You're not your car. Your car just gets you from place to place. You're not your body. Your body just gets you through this life. You understand what I'm trying to say here? But, I mean, it's hard. And you do have to literally completely rewire your brain. Retrain your brain. Unlearn all of these these agreements that you've made with yourself from such a young age. Just to agree with and 
go along with it because society shows you you have to, but you don't have to. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But yeah. <laughs> and then the last little recap I have of this week that I can think of anyways. I have a really hard time thinking of things to put in my recap. I recently learned that my mom has an autoimmune disease. We're not sure what it is yet, but Jesus Christ, my anxiety is off the wall. And I don't know, I just needed to vent about it here. I feel like this is a very good place for me to just rant and get out my emotions. So that's what I'm going to do. Because I've been seeing people at weddings. I've been seeing people on vacation. I've been seeing people having college parties. I've been seeing people hanging out with every friend they have. I've been seeing people traveling all over the place, back and forth, public transportation. Whether that be on planes, whether it be on buses, whether it be on trains, whether that be on a freaking hot air balloon. I don't care. <clears throat> My God, just please stay home. Like, I was so passionate about Everyone needing to stay home before this. And now that I know my mom has an autoimmune disease, it's just like people don't care about things until it affects them. And it just hurts me. It Like, I could cry. My heart is just so hurting because especially all these people that I thought I knew so well are not caring. And it just is like, wow... You are one selfish mother ever. Seriously, like, if... And people are saying, well, what do you expect me to do? I am by myself. I have to hang out with people. First of all, no, you literally don't. You actually do not have to hang out with anyone. You can stay home. You can be by yourself. Okay? People have done it. I know a friend that lives in Spain right now by herself. <clears throat> Quarantined the entire time by herself in her apartment. And guess what? She was fine. It's not supposed to be fun, guys. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You're not supposed to be enjoying your time. People are dying. People are having to FaceTime their loved ones to see them for the last time and to say goodbye. And you think you're supposed to be having fun? People can't even go to funerals for their loved ones. And you think it's about you having fun and enjoying your time. No, it's literally just not. And it's like... God, it would, it would be such a different story if we could, like, if every single person got sick when they had it. But I feel like people still can't get this through their freaking pee, pee brains. Like, just because you didn't get a symptom doesn't mean you didn't get COVID, bro. Like, what? There's a thing called being a carrier and being asymptomatic, but guess what? You're still contagious. You still can give that to everyone. So that's why it's so important to stay home because you don't know when you're sick. You don't know. And I, like, I have been doing everything I'm supposed to. And it's still just, like, if, if I wanted to hang out with, so I only hang out with Chase. Say I wanted to hang out with another person. And there's been a few times where I wanted to hang out with another person because I've been meeting really good friends through everything I've been doing the past few months that I would love to hang out with but at the end of the day if you hang out with someone and they hung out with someone who hasn't been quarantining who hasn't been caring about COVID at all that is automatically them signing you up to be exposed to that say for example um 
I didn't know that this person was hanging out. So say I hung out with a person named Joe. I don't know a Joe, but this is just an example. Say me and Joe are going to hang out, and Joe is going to hang out with someone who just got back from a vacation that's been traveling on public transportation, that has been around people and not been quarantining. Say Joe goes to hang out with this person, knowing how I feel about quarantine and knowing all this, they hang out with them but choose not to tell me. And then I'm left with them making the decision for me. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I should at least be able to decide for myself if I want to risk being exposed. But you can't, like, it's it's also a thing where you can't get in people's business like that because it's not your business who people hang out with. But it also kind of is because it's like, bro, I don't want to be exposed. Just because you do doesn't mean I do. Don't make that decision for me. My cat literally got back in here. I don't know how. Anyways, I think that's going to be the end of that rant because I'm going to get in a pissy mood if I keep going. But please just stay home and do your part. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. This is so much bigger than you. People are dying. People are sick. People are dying. People are sick. Your summer is not that important, even though you all just had a fun summer. So guess what? Shut up and stay inside now. Because it's people having the mindset of, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. I can't be by myself. I can't be around my family all the time. That's the reason we're in this situation. That's the reason we can't get over COVID because everyone's having this mindset that they're better than quarantine when you're not. The pandemic doesn't care if you if you are having a hard time staying inside. It doesn't care. It's going to come anyways. It's going to get you sick. It's going to get your loved ones sick. And just because you're strong enough to get through it, hey, doesn't mean your grandma is. Doesn't mean your mom is. Doesn't mean my mom is. Doesn't mean, like... Just have some consideration, dude. This is people's lives on the line, and you're talking about having a social life. Let that sink in. Moving forward from that, um, Chase and I were actually talking about something yesterday when we were kayaking, and it was really interesting, so I figured I would share. And it is sort of how um, you can be in a, I don't know, how to, not necessarily a relationship, but anything, I guess. You can be in a friendship with someone, a relationship, a situationship, or whatever you want to call it. You can be involved with someone for a long period of time, and then that person will change into someone you wouldn't really be friends with, or into someone you wouldn't really date with date if you didn't know them. I'm going to try to explain that more, so let's kind of get into it a bit. So, if you... For example, I'll give an example from my own experience in the relationship that I was in that I speak about from time to time. Um, I was with him for like three years and towards the end of it, he had just turned into a person that I didn't know anymore. But you, I stayed with him because it was just like, well, I love this guy or I love who this guy was or who I thought this guy was anyways. And now he's turning to a completely different person, but I'm staying with him because you know how it was before and you you want to believe that that can still be there and you also are just so comfortable with them you have a history with them that you just can't leave but if that person if who he was at that time if I would have met that person I would have never spoken to them you know what I mean and I feel like that happens a lot in friendships too where 
the person, a person will just change so much and you're just stuck sort of having to be friends with them because of the history and you're not just like nothing happened between the two of you, but people just stay in these situations where they're involved with people that they wouldn't have typically been involved with because it was their friend or it was their boyfriend or it was their girlfriend and they just changed so much but there's so much history and comfortability there that no one wants to end it and I feel like that leads to a lot of toxic situations a lot of toxic relationships especially I mean it did for me I'm sure it does for a lot of people because people are just so afraid to lose that comfortability Because it's reliable and because it's easy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so easy to go back to your ex because there's history there and you guys are comfortable. It's so easy to stay in a relationship for that long where you're not really happy because it's so comfortable. Um, But life isn't about being comfortable. You will not grow if you're stuck in your comfort zone. Life is about pushing yourself and making yourself uncomfortable so that you can grow. So if you're feeling like stuck in a relationship or in a friendship or in a situation with a person that you sort of just didn't sign up for, and I'm not saying like people aren't supposed to change. Obviously, you're supposed to change. That's the point of life, but you're going to outgrow people as you change, and that's okay. But we have to learn to recognize when we are outgrowing someone and when someone has changed past the the point that we want them in our lives. We have to be able to make that healthy decision to to stop because otherwise we're just going to keep getting stuck in these cycles where we're just around people that we don't want to be around really because of comfortability. It all comes back to comfortability, but yeah, so I, if you're feeling this, or if you're going through this, just know, like, we all go through it, we're all there, but I urge you to, like, really sit with it, meditate with it, and figure out what you want. Is that person not who you want that person to be, and not who that person was? Is that person in this moment someone you want to be friends with? Someone you want to be involved with? And it doesn't have to be something like bad blood, it doesn't have to be beef, it doesn't have to be whatever. It can simply just be, we're outgrowing each other, and that's okay. Because it is okay. It's normal. And I, like, I hate that people think ending a friendship or ending a relationship is automatically, like, we're fighting. We hate each other. No. It can end on good terms. It's supposed to end on good terms. Because guess what? In a relationship or in a friendship, you need to understand nothing is going to last forever. Nothing. And... You should not put the pressure on a relationship or on a friendship of it, of it needing to last forever to the point where you ignore red flags, to the point where you ignore all of these things that you you don't like because you want it to last forever. We just need to get to the point as a society where we recognize that at the end of the day, we're just two people enjoying our time together. And if it comes to a point where we're no longer enjoying this time, then it will end. You know? Like, a relationship, you're not one person. You're not, like, obligated to being with that person forever. And I feel like there's such a bad stigma in our minds that we have to do that. And that's so unhealthy. No. I will be with you until I no longer want to be. I will be with you until you're not bringing me peace. 
I will be with you until I'm not enjoying my time anymore because the whole point of this life is to enjoy your time and the whole point of a relationship is to have fun together, enjoy your time together. Like, don't feel obligated to someone else's time too. Like, that, that's another thing. Like, people, especially, especially in relationships, your significant other will feel, for example, if you have a day off of work, they're like, okay, that's our day to hang out. No, it might be, but it also might be my day. You know, like, you, you, you can't feel obligated to someone's free time. And we have to end this as a society. I think it's so bad with technology and social media where if someone doesn't answer you or if someone leaves you on red or if someone doesn't answer you for this amount of time, people are automatically like, well, they hate me. No, that person might just not want to be on their phone. That person might just want to spend some time with themselves or take a break from the pressure of society that has around social media and all this. Like, we just have to do some critical deep thinking and just really think what has society instilled in our brains and what we need to unlearn. Because there's so much, especially around, like, relationships and that whole topic, there's just a lot of stipulations, I guess. But at the end of the day, you do what is best for you. Like, don't sit here and listen to me because I... But I barely know anything. But um, that's just my insight on it. The second something stops bringing you peace or making you happy, cut it out of your life. It's sort of like um, I've been trying to look into minimalism and like minimalistic living. And the way they do it is if like there's different ways. Like if this hasn't served you in the last six months, get rid of it. If this hasn't made you happy in the last three months, get rid of it. And eventually people get down to, like, if I don't use this every week, if it doesn't make me happy every week, I'm getting rid of it. So, like, if even if, let's take people out of this equation. Look around your room. Look around the space that you're sitting in. And look at all the things that you don't use anymore. And that don't bring you happiness, that don't bring you peace. You're just comfortable with it. You're just content. You're just, it's just here. You're just coexisting. Get rid of it. Declutter your space. If something's not serving you, if something's not bringing, actively bringing you peace and happiness, get rid of it. And then, once you start applying that to your life in the aspect of material things, start doing it with people. If they're not making you happy and bringing you peace, bringing your soul peace and joy and fulfillment, get rid of them. And it sounds harsh, but think about this. Our life is so short. Why waste it on having people around that we don't want? You know? It's too short. They'll get over it. They will get over it. And you will be so much happier as a result of that. I have been feeling so absolutely good. I didn't know what word I wanted to use there. I have, uh, this week. So, I learned recently, I think it's the first 10 minutes or the first 30 minutes you wake up, your mind and your brain is the most malleable. It's the easiest to be formed into, like, how you're going to feel the rest of that day. So, what you see and the things you take in when you first wake up is very important. And it's literally vital to how you're going to feel throughout that day. So, and also, I've been, um, Chase and I have been talking a lot recently about how we're feeling sort of unmotivated because we don't have a schedule and we just wake up and do the same thing every single day and I agree with that so I've made myself sort of a routine a schedule that I do so when I wake up 
I do not go on my phone. I get up, I go brush my teeth, pee, do whatever I need to do. Then I come into my room and do yoga and stretch for like 10-15 minutes every day. That feels so good. And then I meditate for like 10 to 15 minutes as well. And, oh, I forgot. Before I even get out of bed, I get my journal. I keep a journal next to my bed now. And I write down my manifestations. If I can remember my dreams, I'll write that down. I write down my manifestations a hundred times, like so many times, just as many times as I want to that day. And then I write down some things I'm feeling grateful for, some things I'm thankful for, um, just to get off, kick the day off with a good start. Being thankful, that's amazing, that's such a good way to start the day. Appreciating what you have. Here goes my door again. Um, and I felt so, oh my god guys, I really recommend it. Really just don't go on your phone. I know it's hard. It took me like two or three weeks to get into this because every morning I'd wake up and be like, oh, I know I shouldn't go on my phone right now, but I want to. And then I just would. And then the next morning and the next morning, the same thing would happen. But what I did is I started sleeping with my phone on my floor under my nightstand. So it's not right there, right next to me to grab when I wake up. And that has helped a lot because I have to wake up and like come come to become more alert. And by the time I do that, I really understand, like, I don't want to be on my phone right now. I want to be doing something that makes me and my body feel good. And I do feel good. And I want to start doing more things that make me feel good. For example, I have been talking to this one friend that I know, and his name is Alok. And I remember seeing videos of him at a boxing gym, and I was always like, oh. So he, I messaged him and I was like hey like what gym do you go to I've been really wanting to like get into boxing and he's just the sweetest man ever he was like it's not open right now I compete here once it's open I'll let you know like we can get you in and teach you from the ground up first of all is that not the sweetest thing you've ever heard I was like thank you so much I would love that um but I'm just so excited because I have I don't want to sound weird not a fascination with fighting but like it just feels really good to me. Like, it is such a good um, outlet for me. And I was talking to my sister and Chase about this last night. And I think it's because, and this is some shadow work that I've done. And I think it's because of the trauma that I went through as a child. I am livid that I couldn't defend myself then. And, like, I am so mad that also nobody defended me then that I just, like have, like, have this rage in me that I wish I could go back in time, like, and be myself now in the situations and absolutely just, like, mess things up, you know what I mean? Like, I would defend myself as a child just completely, 100%, and that's why I want to learn how to fight so bad, so I never get in a situation where I can't defend myself and I'm helpless because that has led to a lot of, like, I mean, that is the reason that I want to fight like that, because I just want to be able to defend myself and know, like, okay, I did this for myself. I got myself. Um, and obviously, fighting isn't good. Violence is, the, is in ne like really never the answer, except if you're dealing with a racist or a homophobe. It might be then. But, like, boxing is obviously such a healthy way to fight, like, to get your, get that out. If you want to fight, box. 
Um, and I, I've gotten a lot better with it. I don't want people to be worried and think I just want to fight everyone. I used to want to fight everyone because of that reason, but I've calmed down a lot and I know like, that's not what I want to be doing. I would love to do it in an unhealthy way though. So that's why I want to box. And also just to like learn how to eat a punch, like absolutely take that. I, I don't know how to do that because I've never been punched. So... Well, I mean, I've been punched by my sister, but not, like, square in the jaw. Um, and also I might do some kickboxing because I have some strong legs. I could, me and a horse, if we both kicked you, you couldn't tell who the difference was. Just saying. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think it would be really good for me. One, I would feel like an absolute badass, and I think I would be really good at it. Um, two, it'd be humbling to get my ass beat. And I think I need that. I also need to learn how to handle getting my ass beat because I don't know how. And um, also, it would just be very therapeutic for me and a really good, uh, what am I thinking? Not resource, but a good, like, place to take my anger out. I don't know what I'm, an outlet? Yeah, there we go. A good outlet. Um, but I don't know if that's the right word actually now that I'm thinking about it. Anyways, I'm going to end this episode here because I want to go outside. It feels nice out. Um, thank you for being here as always. If you listen this far, you're a real one. You're a real one. I hope you have a really wonderful week. I hope you got something from this other than me just running my mouth. Um, But yeah, I will see you guys next Wednesday. As always, have a good one. Thank you for being here. Love you very much. Thank you for the support. Peace out.